Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Stuff, words, out of my mouth. Uh, my name is Dave, and joining me for the first time on a live episode is Jenny. Hello! It's good to be here. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since you've been consistently on, so this is fun. Yeah! Almost two weeks in a row. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, Seth, it's been a while. Any Watch anything interesting lately? Um... No, I just got caught up on the X Files. So I haven't started it yet, and I keep reading because I have to edit uh, Matt's reviews of each episode. So I keep seeing how good they are. Well, like, no spoilers. I'll give you a quick rundown. The first two <laughs> episodes are like classic X Files, where you know it's what's going on. Is there stuff out there? You know, all the conspiracy stuff. Yeah. The third episode, though, I'm going to tell you right now. By far my favorite, and everyone I talk to goes, "Oh, I hated last week's episode." Really? I'm like, that's my favorite. That's like, Reese Darby. <laughs> yeah, it seems like all the diehards loved the last episode. Oh, it it was it was perfect. I well, I've told you before, my favorite X File episode is the one with um the kid from the Sandlot, where he's the yeah, vampire, right? But he's got the weird like compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. By far one of my favorite like episodes. This is kind of up there with that. It it was spectacular. We did the X-Files 101 episode a couple of weeks ago, and my favorite episode, I have two, but my favorite is the Cops episode, where it crosses over with Cops. <laughs> right. I forgot for, about that one. They're looking for, like, a werewolf, and then it's a vampire. I think it was, like, a, ever, like a, a, a shapeshifter or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the monster was, but it was great, because then the cops start following... Scully and Mulder, and it's just, just ended up being a lot of fun. I also like the episode that's a complete one-off, where it's like a... Uh, it was directed by David Duchovny, I think, and I think he wrote it, too. It's a baseball episode, where it's about uh, African-Americans playing baseball, and it actually, he's an alien, too. Uh, I like that. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. What was the... What was the, um... The inbred family one? What was their names uh-huh. again? I cannot remember because Supernatural did an episode kind of like that too, and I get it mixed up all the time. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the family, but those ones I always liked as well. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, uh, I watched something epically amazing tonight, which I cannot speak a word about. I can't even let you know that I saw the movie. There's a, a an embargo on it. 
uh, I can't. They said straight up at the beginning, do not tweet or uh, that you're even seeing this movie until Saturday at eleven. I'm like, oh wow. But interesting. Uh, before you know, you can go back and and listen and think, oh, what was he talking about? I'll tell you on Saturday. But it was amazing, and you're all gonna love it if you're old enough to go see it. That's a hint too. <laughs> Uh, it was awesome. So, so much fun. Uh, it's Guardians. So are of the you saying it's rated R? I am <laughs> saying it's rated R. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy rated R, but on Earth. That's how much fun. Oh, I, I think I, I think I know where you're going with this. That's how much fun it was. But, uh, well, let's, we can come back to this. Let's jump into the headlines of the week. Um, uh, two weeks ago, we took last week off. Two weeks ago, we said that, or it was reported that Teen Titans was canceled over at TNT, or they're not going ahead with the pilot. Uh, but news came out last week from the man himself, Jeff Johns, that the company still has plans, not TNT, but DC, still has plans for a live ad- action adaptation. Uh, his quote is, we at DC have known about Turner nixing Titans for months and months and months. That's not news to us. We have plans for Titans. It's a huge piece of DC, and we have plans. That sounds like a like an evil person. We have plans. He should be stroking like a cat sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, seeing Dr. Evil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that works. <laughs> or a shaved dog. Uh, let's see. Um, rumors were that it was they're going to change the Cyborg movie into a Teen Titans movie, but it looks like it's going to be a TV show instead. And in no way connected to the movies, of course, because DC is not like that, apparently. Uh, Interesting. But I'm all for it. I love Teen Titans. I've been saying it for since they announced it. So I'm yeah. going to get into that. Like, a lot of people I know are like, oh, the Teen Titans is amazing. And it's just one of those, you know, when, like, it looks cool, but you just never actually dive in. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm at with that. It's hard to be a fan when you weren't that young to enjoy it. Like, you have to have been old enough to be a Titan, I think, to enjoy it because you relate to those guys more. Right. Like, I always related to Robin because he was the kid and Batman's the adult, you know? So Robin was always like, oh, I want to be Robin someday, you know? I want to fight with Batman or not wear tights but fight with Batman. Like, I'd like to be the new Robin where he's got, like, a hoodie and (laughs) wearing tennis shoes (laughs) and not having to wear tights. But anyway... All right, so that's that. Yeah, Teen Titans. I love Teen Titans. There's a, there's so many good books. Like the the Judas Contract comes to mind as far as books. If you want a good book to read, and uh, the Wedding of Donna Troy is another good uh, book to or you know series to find within Titans, and it's just so good. And the Teen Titans uh, Titans Hunt, I think it's called the new line on DC. The new story, the one off they're doing is amazing. So I recommend that as well for any Teen Titans fans or prospective fans that want to read it. Nice. And hopefully a TV show that'll get more people interested. Is now bring me up to speed. Is Teen Titans on like regular TV or like cable TV or is it something that you have to kind of subscribe to or Netflix it or Well, it's nothing now. Right now it's nothing. There's there's a cartoon called Teen Titans Go on Cartoon Network. Um and it was an old cartoon called Teen Titans on Cartoon Network. Uh but it's a comic book. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, I don't, I get, for people that don't know, Teen Titans is like all the sidekicks. So you had Robin, you had, uh, well, Starfire's not a sidekick, but she was there. Uh, neither, uh, well, Kid Flash was on the team. Obviously, Flash's younger version, 
sidekick type person. Um, Beast Boy, also not a sidekick, but there. Aqualad was kind of a Teen Titan. Um, well, he was. Let's just call it he was. Uh, Speedy, which is Red or Green Arrow's sidekick. Uh, they all kind of got together and made a team because they just they wanted to do more than just be sidekicks. So they all got together and made this team. I'm I'm forgetting Raven is another character's name. Uh, there's been a lot. Donna Troy, which is like. Uh, Wonder Woman's sidekick, kind of. Anyways, so I that's the other thing. You know, when you, you look back at, like, you know, when you're a kid and stuff, you have the things that you know a lot about. Like, I could give you one up on Jim and the Holograms and She-Ra and mm-hmm. He-Man and all them. Not so much on the, the comic book world. I didn't get into comic books until late, late, late in my teens and 20s. And then more so now that I'm even older. yeah. Um, so there's those, there's those little gems that I've missed. Cause I know all of like the mainstream ones. And then I know a lot of like the underground ones, mm-hmm. but that in between stage. So I'll have to check it out. Uh, yeah. And, and there's something to be said about things that you liked when you're a certain age that don't hold up for people that you try to get to like, like a lot of people don't like labyrinth if they've never seen it when they were younger. And that makes sense to me. Uh, never ending story is another one. Goonies is another thing. If you didn't see it when you're a kid, it's hard to like it now. Enjoy it as an adult. If you've never, you know, again, seen it. Right. Um, it's just one of those things. So, all right. Speaking, let's of, uh, speaking of which, um, Power Rangers was one of the ones that, uh, I never got into, but my <laughs> younger brother was totally in. So that was definitely way past my childhood. Yeah. Um, what was the character? They just did the casting. Was it Elizabeth Banks? Was yes. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, The Hunger Games, Pitch Perfect, uh, a million other things. Uh, Scrubs, 30 Rock. She's awesome. She's hilarious and she's beautiful. Uh, they cast her to play the villain Rita Repulsa, which is a recast because it was like an Asian woman in the TV show. Uh, which, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Rita Repulsa, an evil witch previously imprisoned for thousands of years with plans to conquer Earth. So she's going to be up against the, uh, <clears throat> she's going to be up against yeah. the, the the Rangers, I guess. Ah, so she's the bad guy. Uh, yes. So to speak. Yeah, she's the, yes, right. She'll be who they're fighting. Okay. Which, I don't know, I, I think it's, uh, it's great casting, it gives it some credibility, to the movie because before I was like not interested at all. And I mean, I didn't, I haven't been interested in Power Rangers since I was a kid, but, uh, previously cast people, uh, the Rangers are all cast, uh, which is the red, blue, yellow, and pink and black. And those actors are, uh, Dacre Montgomery is going to be the red Ranger. I don't know who that is. R.J. Siler from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl is the Blue Ranger. Is that the blonde hair, like the main guy from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl? Uh, yeah, he's Earl. Ah, uh, he's awesome. And that yeah. movie's awesome if you haven't seen it. That's it's a tearjerker, but yep. it is spectacular. I just watched it recently. I mean, it's all there in the title. You can prepare yourself, but yeah. you can't prepare yourself. It's crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, it totally. And the, through the whole thing, you like prepare yourself. You're just like, all right, here we go. And yeah, it it's so well. The storyline is so well done. Yeah, it's perfect. But that yes. guy, that kid is is pretty cool. Like I really liked him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him. I mean, the Blue Ranger was a nerdy guy, so it makes sense. Um, but it'll be interesting still to see him all martial artists and stuff like that. Uh, Ludi Lind is the Black Ranger. Um, let's see. Naomi Scott. I don't think I said that yet. Uh, is going to be the Pink Ranger. She was in the Martian. Uh, Ryoko. I think that's like the, the Chinese embassy lady. That was working with the the prime minister or whatever in the movie. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it is. That's the only one I can think of. Asian lady in the movie. Um, who else? Who else? Becky G is some kind of hip hop artist, I think. Yeah, she's going to be uh, the Yellow Ranger. So that's it. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> it's the Power Rangers. I had no interest in this movie, but apparently now they're they're trying to be legit with it. I mean, I was into super into the James Vanderbeek YouTube video, uh, Power Rangers thing that hit last year. Um, oh yeah, the 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 YouTube one, right? Yeah, yeah, the fan thing with with James Vanderbeek of all people. It was great. I loved it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like that. This is going to be a little more kid. Friendly. Nice. Uh, um, yeah. What else, like, comic-wise is coming out? Um, doesn't doesn't X-Men, isn't, like, Fox or FX or somebody like that working on something for X-Men? Uh, yeah, FX is doing the... Well, Fox has the Lucifer show, and they're working on something as well for uh, New Mutants, I think, is what they're getting. But FX is doing Legion... Which is kind of an interesting story. It's pretty much the son. He's the son of Professor Xavier. Um, ah. And, I mean, his character description is... Professor X had a kid? Yeah, right? God, I'm <laughs> out of the loop on all these like, side stories of the comics. Uh, yeah, not yeah, not in the movies, not as of yet, at least. Um, but, yeah. Uh, his character, David... Is, that the son of Charles Xavier is described as diagnosed as schizophrenic at a young age. David is haunt- a haunted man trying to find his way back to sanity, but he's getting tired and is about to give up when he meets the girl of his dreams, uh, which <laughs> we know David is going to be played by um, Dan Stevens from the movie, the guest. I did not see that movie, but the two names I do know that were also cast for this are Aubrey Plaza from Thir- uh, parks and rec, excuse me. And safety not guaranteed. Oh. Uh, she is going to play Lenny, David's friend, who despite a life of drugs and alcohol abuse, knows that any day now her life is going to turn around, which gives Lenny the likable energy of the impossible optimist, despite her rough demeanor. And the other character is Jean Smart from Fargo and 24, and uh, she's in Garden State. She's an older, older lady. Uh, she, her character is Melanie, a nurturing, demanding therapist with a sharp mind and unconventional methods. And then Rachel Keller was previously cast as Sid, a self-sufficient and street smart, uh, sorry, self-sufficient and street smart. Sid uses her sharp and prickly demeanor to protect her soft core because even though it makes her a sucker and puts her at risk, she still believes in happily ever, ever, 
after. Uh, it's... Uh, I guess it's more of a standalone than a spinoff, but it's still connected to the X-Men films somehow. Um, I don't know. Do you, think, not... do you think they'd bring in any of the, uh, the characters we know? Like, No, I doubt it. I think this is going to be its own separate thing. It may be the like, backdoor reference things. Right. Um, but I don't see, like... I wonder if it'd be, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, like, I keep yeah. watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going... I want to see Thor! And then nothing happens. <laughs> you get Lady Sif from Thor. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm like, but- no, no, I want the, I want, I'm watching a show about superheroes and there's no superheroes. But <laughs> that, I mean, that's, but <laughs> that's the point, really. There's not supposed to be, this is about the team that's not super, but one of them becomes a superhero. So you have that to look forward to. Yeah. Are you, are you enjoying it or are you done with it? I I'm only like probably three quarters of the way through season one. I've been that's my uh, I got through all of season one of Arrow. By the way, just so you know, yeah. through that. So I gave it a break and I moved over to Agents of Shield because you guys kept linking it up with like how the, the new Avengers started at the end of the last you know oh, season. Yeah. Of this and and I was just like I don't know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> Yeah, season... I started. I started uh, Agents of Shield as my workout thing, so I just oh, okay. put it on my my phone and watch it while I'm on the treadmill. So go. I'm about three quarters of the way through season one, so I'm not far at all. But did you get to Lady Sif coming on? Uh, no, okay. I don't think so. Yeah, she, that's the connection because at that time, that's when Thor: The Dark World came out. So she'll be on like uh, in an episode or maybe two. And then it, the show is really kind of hard to keep up with until they do the kind of cross connection with Civil, or I'm sorry, with uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, and you'll you'll notice when that happens because that's when the whole game changes, and it's great. Nice. And then season two is crazy. That's all I'll say. So I got to hurry up and get through season one so I can jump into season two. Yeah, or at least get to that part with with uh, the Winter Soldier tie-in. But, didn't uh, didn't I just have this like a similar conversation with you about black cells? It's like yeah, season one it, it's good, yeah. but you got to just get through season one because once you get to season two, it's on. <laughs> that's always like it seems like that with every show. Like with Buffy, season two was its best season, like arguably, but it was I think it's its best season. And then with Agents of Shield, season two gets it gets better, it finds its stride, so to speak. And then uh, Arrow 2, season 1 and 2 were its best, season 2 being its best season. So, uh, it's sad to say it's gone very downhill since then. But, how I don't know. Flash had a great season 1, and season 2 is still good. So, who knows? So, so what's going on with Flash? Like, what season are they on, by the way? This is, they're midway through season 2. Ah, I see. And now, does Arrow and Flash cross over? All the time. <laughs> All the time? Okay. Yeah, they do. They Remember, I'm only season one of Flash. Yeah. So, season, or not Flash, of, of, of Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, season three, you'll get introduced to... Let me think here. No, season two, you get introduced to Barry Allen, who's the Flash. You actually get to see his origin story in an Arrow episode. Um, ah. He's... Uh, yeah, he's he's in two episodes, and then actually the... The people that he works with in the in the in the season one are actually in two episodes or one episode of Arrow towards the end of the season two, uh, of season two. 
I should say. And then in season three is when Flash season one started, if this is making it all sense to you. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to connect the dots on the timeline. But. Yeah, it's it's tough because you want to watch them at the same time because there is every year now they're going to do a crossover event between the two where it's like a two night event and there's the stories kind of link up. Uh, like Arrow will go to Flash and then Flash will come to Arrow the next night. And those are like a, does two, it, does it's like it- a two-parter. Does it do it like with the um, like season one matches up to season one of the Flash, or is it something no. because Flash started so much later than right. Arrow? Yeah, Flash started during season three, like the same week, you know, same time period. But it's season three of Arrow, season one of Flash. Okay, so by the time I get to season three of Arrow, I should start dueling it up with season one of Flash. Yeah, you could watch watch okay. episode one of Flash, <laughs> then episode one of Arrow, season three. You know, start with Flash, then Arrow, because it was that's the way the order it went in. Uh got it. If if you want the full experience, I guess, of that crossover of it. Uh <laughs> but speaking of crossover, they've been denying it since they announced the creation of Supergirl on CBS. Uh, the producers of that show are the same producers of Arrow and Flash and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which is still awesome, and I have to watch tonight's episode yet. Um, but they've been denying it. They're saying, you know, it's CBS to CW. It's not going to work. It's going to be too tough to do. It's a diff- So they've been saying that it's two different universes, essentially, so that Supergirl does not live in the same universe as Arrow and Flash. Um, much like, I see. much like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl and Constantine and all these shows and Gotham don't exist in the universe of Batman v Superman or Man of Steel. That's one separate universe. Whereas on the flip side, Marvel, everything counts. Like all of the Avengers movies tie into Agents of Shield, which ties into Daredevil, which ties into Jessica Jones. And going forward, there's another new agent show. Agent Carter is on right now. There's Most Wanted coming out. And, like, Marvel is just all in. <laughs> Everything matters. It's all connected was their tagline. So that's cool. Aside from their Marvel movies that are at, say, Fox or Sony. Those aren't connected. I think it's kind of cool, though. Because, I mean, that opens up. A, I, I wish more networks would be more open like that. Because I've told you, I've moaned about this before when it comes to the movies i hate that one studio owns spider-man but the other one owns x-men or Mm -hmm. you know this and that like x-men is probably the one that drives me the most crazy because in the avengers you've got what's his name quicksilver but then you also got him in the x-men movies but it's because they can't cross over because of yeah so you have two, two different actors who were both in the same movie at one point uh, as different characters in a different comic book movie, Kick-Ass. Uh, right. <laughs> both actors were in that movie. Now they're playing two different, the same character in two different movies, but they can't reference either aspect because Quicksilver is a mutant, and that's why he's in the X-Men. But in the Avengers, they can't call them mutants. They have to call right. them miracles or gifted or enhanced. Yep. So it's it's so stupid. And now, I mean, they're, they're, it's the beginning of a new era, I would say, because... Sony has kind of loosened the, the, the leash, so to speak, and now Spider-Man is in the Marvel Universe. So we'll see where that takes us, because that's, that's coming up soon with Civil War. That's the first, first time it's going to happen. Um, but 
on the television front, DC has not, you know, they're not crossing over earlier this year. Uh, if we can remember, Constantine was on NBC last season. It got canceled. Unfortunately, it was fun show. I enjoyed it. Uh, but this season on arrow, Matt Ryan from Constantine who played John Constantine came to arrow. So they were able to work that out. I mean, a little easier probably because NBC canceled the show. It's not in existence anymore. So it's probably a little easier to break some or bend the rules a little, but it was awesome. It was cool to see him still the same character and, you know, all of that worked out really well. Um, I remember when that happened, you guys were going crazy. You're like, it was, yeah. Constantine. <laughs> I, I was live tweeting Arrow yesterday and they mentioned Constantine on the episode. And I said, everybody geek out. They just said his name. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they've left it open too, where he could return. And I get the feeling we might see him. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow or something. Legends of Tomorrow opens up so many DC characters. It's it's ridiculous. It's like like we said a couple weeks ago, they cast Jonah Hex to be on it. Uh, it's just it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I think if you watch Legends of Tomorrow, um, and right now it's kind of a standalone from the other two shows. You can watch that without really having watched the other two shows. Um, That's good because like I, like I was saying earlier, I um well I didn't say it, but I was hinting at it. It's hard to get caught up if you don't like actually jump on right to to binge watch a season is one thing, but to binge binge watch three shows that are each multiple seasons in, yeah, I may never get caught up at this point. That's the thing because people are you know people when they jump on a new show they're like I'll give it three seasons and then I'll start because if it's not canceled by then then it's a good show. Uh, not not <laughs> I, always the I case. Don't agree with that at all. <laughs> yeah. I do not agree with that theory at all because if that was the case then you would never watch carnival yeah and carnival was awesome deadwood was three deadwood. seasons was it th- exactly three uh, or four i think it was i think three was the last one because they kept threatening every season that they were yeah. going to that's because milch it. i think it was milch right milch was the creator uh i don't know i don't know either way he was crazy everyone says he's crazy like the creator of deadwood was nuts but we're gonna get a movie so and I am excited. Thanks. I need some. I need some updates on my elephant. What's sad is we have to thank Entourage that Deadwood's getting a movie. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> anyway, back Did to like do anything. Like, I don't I think still so. Have seen that, but I it was a bomb, right? I think so. I saw it. It was terrible. Oh no! It was not good. I mean, I watched the series because for whatever reason I couldn't not watch it. Like I started watching it, and I'm like, well, you watch it for Jeremy Piven. That's all you watch it for. <laughs> yeah, um, and. The show was good, but it was like it ended well. Like it, it ended where it needed to end. You know, it wasn't like a super crazy ending. It was just like, all right, they're moving on with their lives. Yeah. So yeah, it, it didn't seem needed. No, it was. It, as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to back to the DC TV universe. Uh, they announced today. CBS announced not today, yesterday that. Supergirl will, in fact, cross over with The Flash, which I think is pretty crazy. Supergirl started slow for me, but because it's it's not made for me. I'm not the the audience, even though I'm a big geek and I love that world and I, I love the character Supergirl. Don't get me wrong. This is a show designed for women and girls, and that's okay. Completely okay. In fact, I I love that idea. Like, let's get girls reading comic books. I love it. There's plenty of comics for women out there. And I mean, Jenny could tell everybody all about it. Totally. But you need a list. Just let me know. (laughs) I've got a good list. 
I, I am not a female, so maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're doing a good job with the the feminist feminist movement and the here's, you know. Here's the uh, here's the perfect question. Okay. Does she have to constantly ask for help? No. All right. In fact, do it well. In in fact, is in, most of the uh, is most of the storyline based around her finding a date or a loved one or a boyfriend. See, this is where I have a problem with it. There is a love triangle, but it's not the main focus of every episode. Good. Okay. Then I then in only knowing that about the show, it might be on a good track because that's the that's the telltale of if it. When people go, we need to do something for women. We need, yeah. we want girls to like this. Well, she's got to have a boyfriend, and the boyfriend's <laughs> going to help her. Yeah, and he will save <laughs> the day. You, you, you don't need a man, and you don't need a man to save the day. So, well, what's what's interesting is her boss is Cat Grant, played by oh, Allie McBeal. What's her name? Uh, Clarissa uh, Flockhart. Yes, she's amazing. I think that's a great character for women, even though she's, you know, kind of, you know, mean, but she's a strong, independent woman. And that's what she she that's the value she projects as that character. That's important to her as that character, as the editor of this magazine Um, with with Kara or Supergirl. Her thing is she's not really learning her abilities. She knows what she can do. She's old enough to know what she can do. There's moments where she talks to Clark Kent, Superman. But it's through instant messenger. So you don't have to see him. You see he's there. And it's not – she's not asking him for help. He's checking in on her. And he flat out asks her, do you need any help? And she says, believe me, if I do, I'll ask. But I'm fine. So I think that's part of what you're talking about. Um, she doesn't need Superman to help her. She, in fact, beats somebody that Superman couldn't beat at one point, which was a little weird because it's only like her first day on the job. Um. But there are moments where you're like, okay, they did flip the reverse, the roles, because there's a character that's kind of got a crush on Kara, and he knows she's Supergirl, but he's kind of the one that's the damsel or outside of the action. Like, he's the IT guy, you know, the tech guy. Oh, nice. And she has a crush on Jimmy Olsen. Who Who plays, is it Jimmy Olsen, um, the guy from True Blood? Yeah, McCad Brooks. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I don't like him on the show. I don't like. Oh, really? I don't like. I don't like the character. Are you I, Are you having a hard time because you can't picture him as Jimmy Olsen, or not you him? Just not like the way that the not, character is. No, I don't. You know, him being black has no no effect to me whatsoever. It's and the him fact, being a very very good looking, not geeky. That's it. Boy, that's it. Know? Yes, he's very confident and strong, and that's not Jimmy Olsen to me. So I have a hard time with that, but I, that's my own personal character squabble. And I'll get over it because it's a good actor. So as long as they give him a good story, I'll be fine with it. Um, but uh, yes, so Grant Gustin, the actor that plays Barry Allen, this is a long story. It's taking forever. It's <laughs> uh, uh, is going to be coming to National City where Supergirl lives, and it's going to be in one episode, and that'll be set to air on March 28th. And it's a huge event, I think. Because uh, that's CW crossing with CBS. Granted, these are all filmed on the Warner Brothers lot, so they're all right next to each other, or they're all Warner Brothers productions. I should say they're not filmed on the lot. I think they all film in like Vancouver or something. Probably Vancouver, Atlanta, or <laughs> Shreveport. It seems <laughs> New Orleans too has been getting a lot of yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, so yeah, Grant Gustin is going to be coming. This is from uh, Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. These are executive producers of both Flash and Supergirl. This is a quote here. Uh, we are so incredibly excited to announce something that we have dreamed of happening since we started making Supergirl. We want to thank Grant Gustin for making the time to come visit on top of his already immense workload and all of the folks at CBS, the CW, Warner Brothers, and DC for working this out. And finally, thanks to the fans and journalists who have kept asking for this to happen. It is our pleasure and hope to create an episode worthy of everyone's enthusiasm and support. I think that's funny that he mentioned, because I sure they get, uh, they probably get asked every time they're in an interview, is this, is this going to happen? Can we, is, are you going to make this happen? <laughs> um, and it's funny because they did, a, uh, I think, a TV guide cover or something where it's Grant Gustin and, 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 uh, <laughs> shoot, uh, Melissa Benoist in costume as Flash and Supergirl with Greg Berlanti, like, you know, these are his creations type of thing. And there's no arrow. So I, th- I wonder, I, I wonder if they knew back then when they did this photo shoot. Um, but the, the question then, if you're watching the shows becomes, is this the same universe? Cause there's a possibility that it's not because on the flash, if you're watching flash open these breaches in the city or in the world, I, I think they're all over the world, not just the city. I could be wrong though, but these breaches go to other earths, alternate earths. And so now we're getting all these characters from Earth 2, which are all villains and stuff. And these are like, they're doppelgangers too at some point where you're seeing maybe an evil version of a character. You know how that works. The, um, the world is taking me over with like, alt- I just finished a book all about alternate universes <laughs> and people swapping like the, yeah. the Jenny from the other dimension just came yeah. in and replaced the Jenny from this dimension. But exactly. nobody knows that it's replaced because it's still Jenny. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, it makes my head hurt. It's a really cool storyline, but man, like I just read a book called The Fold by okay. Peter Kleins. It's awesome. But similar things. It's like another universe came into this universe and is it the same universe or are <laughs> we in a different universe at this time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, awesome alternate- storylines. Lots of potential, but man, you can get cross-eyed easy. I've always loved the one-off alternate episodes, like with I'm going back to Buffy again, the Buffy well. Uh, Buffy had like the Wish episode where Cordelia makes a wish, and then you get this alternate reality where Buffy never came to Sunnydale. That's fun because then you have Vampire Willow and Vampire Xander, and you get to play around with these characters a little bit and these actors. That's always fun, and that's what they're doing with Flash too, because you're getting evil versions of good guys, which is cool to see these actors be evil for. A, a short period of time because you still love these characters. But the question now is, is Supergirl one of these breaches? Like, is he going to national city on a different earth or is national city within the, what they call the Arrowverse, which is arrow flash and DC legends of tomorrow. Cause if it is the same universe, then you're opening up a whole can of worms where season to season, we could get, you know, more crossing over or more opportunities to see Stephen Amell over on Supergirl or Supergirl come to the flash, these kinds of things. So, so do you, it's yeah, I, I like the opportunity, but do you think, um, cause you, you do a lot of writing. Do you appreciate when they go those storylines because it opens up a lot more um, directions or do you feel it's a cop out because then they can fix stuff with the alternate realities? Yeah. I, alternate realities I'm okay with. It's time travel I don't like. 
when you get into time travel, then you're 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 erasing deaths, and the drama of that death is lost. So, like your your theory on the whole death of uh, what's his name for Walking Dead, Glenn, right? That and also Jon Snow. It's similar because you go through this epic loss of a person and then, oh, we'll just replace them with, well, like you, an alternate version, which they've done on The Flash in a, in a clever way because this version was a bad guy, but now he's a good guy. And the actor is phenomenal. I'm talking about Tom Cavanaugh. Uh, so you wanted him around. But I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, it can be a, It definitely can be a cop-out. I also think there's too many characters on all of these shows right now. Watching Arrow, watching Arrow, when I'm trying to write the recap, I have a hard time following it because there's like eight storylines going on in one 42-minute episode. Uh, so, yeah. All right, so just something to get excited for. March 28th, uh, we'll be talking about it for a long time. Uh, Grant Gustin, The Flash, is going to be on Supergirl. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So how, how many more episodes does Legends of Tomorrow have? Since we're oh, talking boy. I don't even know. <laughs> is it about halfway through the season? or They've done three episodes, and I think they're getting 12 for the first season. Okay, it's like a quarter of the way. Yeah, and I think through filming, they've done nine or eight. Um, Brandon Routh was just on Kevin Smith's podcast, and he was talking about it recently. I think they're doing nine or eight right now. Got it. Yeah. That's another one I should probably watch now while it's only three episodes in, but <laughs> I'll probably wait the can. end of the season. But yeah. then I also can't get caught up on all the stuff I already have. Yeah. You probably have the same issue where everybody Ugh. goes, you're watching this, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not, well, we're not talking until you start watching it. And I'm like, well, step in line, people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, 16 episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. 16. So it goes through May. Oh, so... That's, that's good, though, because that's the... I always feel like I'm cheated with The Walking Dead, even though there's a lot of episodes. With it. They do, like, what, eight? And then they split and do eight more? I think so, yeah. And now you're It getting... always feels way too short. Yeah. Same yeah. with Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones always feels like really short seasons. So it's kind of nice when they're, they're longer seasons, you know? But... Yeah. If there's content. No, there's a lot of shows that are longer seasons with horrible content, so... But that's a... That's a Subject for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so we covered, we pretty much covered all of the DC world, right? Is there any other, any uh, other news? This- there's one more, well, two more TV bits we can just talk about real quickly. Fish Mooney, the played by Jada Pinkett Smith, is set to return to Gotham, even though her character died at the end of last season. Oh, spoilers. So Sorry, what guys. we were just talking about? Huh? Is it similar to what we were just talking about? Like they kill somebody, but then they bring him back because They're- of... Yeah, we have no idea the details yet. <laughs> so uh, it's not even back from its hiatus yet. Gotham comes back at the end of the month, February 29th, Leap Day, as it were. Nice. Uh, so Gotham returns, and I will be doing Gotham recaps when that comes back. So just adding to my already heavy re- review workload. <laughs> Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I stopped doing Agent Carter, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will take that spot so yeah fish moody jada pinkett smith great character uh for whatever reason she still looks amazing um and uh she was fun in that character and also speaking of more crossover news Stephen amell who has said countless times that he's not going to ever sport the oliver queen goatee from the comic books uh will be <laughs> will be guest starring on dc's legends of tomorrow 
in the sixth episode, so three weeks from tonight, the Legends will travel to the year 2046, where they will meet not only a goatee sporting and one-armed Oliver Queen, but also his son, Connor Hawk. Uh, One-armed should mean a lot to people who have read Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, because Oliver Queen has one arm in that whole run, and these are older characters, versions of Batman and Superman, all these guys. So that's awesome. Uh, Executive producer Mark Guggenheim said, Every once in a while we do an episode where the 10-year-old has to pinch himself. We're not only introducing our version of Connor Hawk to our universe, we're going to meet the 2046 version of Oliver Queen, and Stephen Amell is going to be reprising his role from Arrow. As an added bonus to comic book fans, Oliver is missing his left arm and will be sporting a goatee in a nod to the character's appearance in the seminal Dark Knight Returns. We think this episode features some of the coolest things we've ever done. I'm psyched. I can't wait. I didn't didn't read the Connor Hawk stuff before, and I just found that out. Uh, Connor Hawk replaces his father at one point when he's presumed dead as Green Arrow. So, and they've introduced on Arrow an illegitimate baby, but I don't think his name was Connor. I can't remember what his name was. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Never mind. That's a different topic for a different different day. <laughs> uh, but that's it for DC TV news that I have. Ah, so. Uh... What else I could, we got? So. I could throw this out real quick. Uh, other TV news. The CW has ordered a pilot for Riverdale, Riverdale live action adaptation of Archie. I'm on the fence. <laughs> I don't. I, I could not care less. I've never Archie, been. In- Archie's fun, but I, I it's one of those like fine lines where they could maybe do it really cool. Like if they yeah. had good, good oh, casting and they had a really upbeat storyline, but I have a feeling it's going to be an epic fail. Here's the description. The live action series offers a subversive take on Archie, Betty, Veronica and their friends exploring small town life and the darkness and weirdness bubbling beneath Riverdale's wholesome facade. The show will focus on the eternal love triangle of Archie Andrews, girl next door, Betty Cooper and the rich socialite Veronica Lodge it will include the entire cast of characters from the comic books, including Archie's rival, Reggie Mantle, and his slacker best friend, Jughead Jones. And uh, they made a gay character named Kevin Keller was also going to play a role. Uh, Riverdale will all... This, this is the best part. Riverdale will introduce other characters from Archie's comics' expansive library, including Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> so maybe we'll get a reunion from that movie back way back when. <laughs> Oh, I I don't know. That movie I made me laugh. Know. I I for what it was, that movie made me laugh. I loved the boy band that was in that movie. <laughs> I can't remember who was in it. <laughs> I can't uh, remember. I can I can picture it. Couldn't tell you who was in that movie. The dude from Road Trip. I I never remember his name. But he he's funny. Uh, uh he was also in Clueless, right? Yeah, yep. Uh yeah, I can't think of his name either. If my internet was working faster, I'd have it. No, not the TV show, the movie. <laughs> oh. Uh, gotta go back and just watch, like, mid to late 90s movies. <laughs> There's some gems in there. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Gems. I don't know if I would say <laughs> gems. <laughs> oh, totally. How else would you describe them? Oh, I know what I want to talk about, so we can we can keep it rolling. Um, oh wait, hang on. Hang movies. 
Oh, Man, you found boy, it? Who is the, it? Who is the it? Boy Tell band, me who it is. First, the boy band was called DeJour. Ah! And it was Donald Faison, also from Clueless, uh, Seth Green, and Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer is the name I never Breckenmeyer. Yeah. There you go. Okay, go ahead. Um, Movies that are coming out. Have you seen the trailer for Witches yet? <sighs> I want to say the yes. The Witch? I think I have, but I can't remember. I... Yes, it's The Witch, because Witches is that... Yeah, Scott the Snyder witch. Book. Yeah, that trailer. The trailer. I love horror movies. Like, absolutely love horror movies. And it's really rare that I see like a trailer for a horror movie where I don't. I can't always already you know pick out what I know that the plot line's going to be. And you know, like when you see like The Purge, you know, yeah. all right, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. There's going to be a heroine. Somebody's going to survive at the end. Move on, right? Yeah. And they're fun movies still, but The Witch. I watched that trailer and I'm terrified by just the 30 seconds or whatever it is that's in the trailer. <laughs> and then like I started following them on Facebook and they post this weird like satanic stuff up throughout. The- it looks amazing. And just like the whole cinematography and the way the colors look. And I am giddy. I think it comes out in like two weeks, like on the 18th or 19th, something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it started making me think of like, there is a lot of good stuff coming out this year. That one probably because it's coming out soon is probably my most OMG. I can't wait for it to get in the theaters, but um, I was shocked. I was like, this movie looks awesome. <laughs> All right. I'll be my homework after this episode to make sure I saw it. I think I did, cool. but um, okay. We're going to fly through a couple things here. Uh, let's see here. Did that. Uh, Mick G is in talks to direct the masters of the universe reboot. That would be he man, of course. No, I like the Dolph Lundgren one. Oh, but that's not he man. It's just a weird thing. Watch it again. Watch it again. I did. Did you really? It is 80 spectacular. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's, so cheesy that it's so great. It's just not he man though. Nothing about that movie is he man other than he looks like him. I, I like it. <laughs> what do you want them what do you want them to do with the movie? I just want the storyline to be He-Man, that's all. That's all. I I hey, that that movie holds a, a soft place in my heart. Um <laughs> plus it's Courtney Cox, a young Courtney Cox. Very young Courtney Cox, like right out of the uh Bruce Springsteen video. Courtney Pretty Cox. much. She jumped on stage with Bruce and then went to hang out with He-Man while they did a parade of bad guys down Main Street. Nice. Uh, all right. I want to run through these very quickly. Write these down on your calendar. Uh, production dates for some (laughs) good and not so good sequels. Uh, Wolverine three is set to begin production on April 25th already. That's coming out in 2017. Uh, Avatar two is also going to start. Yeah, me neither. This is for all the fans (laughs) that did like it, I guess. Uh, starts in April. No release date yet. Uh, there's three sequels to that coming out, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Ghost in the Shell, for all you anime fans, is set to be released on March 31st and is going to star Scarlett Johansson. That's what I was just going to ask. Is it still Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. yeah. That starts production. I think that's a good cast. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this other name, so I'm not going to try. But <laughs> uh, And Sam Riley is also in it. Uh, that starts production this month in New Zealand, Hong Kong, Macau, Macau, I think, and Shanghai. There you go. Um, 
let's see, Blade Runner 2. I didn't even know that was happening, but Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford are going to be in it. I don't know. go wrong with those two. Yeah, that'll start production in July. No release date listed in this article here. Does it, is it, I wonder if it's going to continue at like the end of Story takes place. Story takes place several decades after the conclusion of 1982 original. So they're they're kind of doing the same thing they just did with Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Prometheus Two slash Alien Paradise Lost slash the actual name Alien Covenant will begin production in April, and that's set to be released in October 2017. And finally, and yes, sadly, Transformers Five is going to start production. AKA. Kicking a dead horse. Yeah. When's it come out? Yeah. May. Well, not, they don't have a release date yet. But it's, wait, is this is this Shia LaBeouf Transformers nope. or is this Mark Wahlberg? This is Mark Wahlberg. Got it. Got Mark it. Mark Wahlberg is returning. Um, I don't see any other actors' names, but I you know I didn't even make it through. I watched just like Doug Benson. I watched until T.J. Miller died, and then I just turned it off. <laughs> Speaking of T.J. Miller, I just saw a movie with T.J. Miller in it, and he's awesome. That's all I can say. All I can say but is... What is, is he a, in? I can't say no more. <laughs> it comes out... I can't say it. Uh, oh, that's the guy from Silicon Valley, right? Yeah, yeah. Very good comedian. Cloverfield, he's also in. Um, okay. Casting news uh, for a movie that's already done. Apparently, okay. Lauren Cohen of The Walking Dead fame and uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's Van Wilder Rise of the Taj... Which I love, Lauren Cohen. She's also in Supernatural. A couple of... Uh, in one season. Uh, the yes. Boy. The boy. Yeah. I, I'm in love with her. And she can call me anytime. I'm available. Uh, she's joining the cast of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice with another Walking Dead co-star. Any guesses? Norman Reedus. Nope. Oh. I give up. In one of the trailers, we saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan... Of Bat- in Batman vs Superman, he was just cast as on Walking Dead. I forget Morgan. Oh, um, uh, oh, oh, he's Negan. Yeah, right. <laughs> he. I'm like, I'm like, nothing is connecting in my brain right now. <laughs> it is, is not firing on all cylinders. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he's in the movie in a flashback scene playing Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, in that origin story scene that we've all seen before. Uh, Lauren Conan's going to play Martha Wayne. So they're going to be husband and wife in the movie in just a flashback scene. Interesting. So that's cool. Okay, can I can I tell you my fear? Because you guys know that I'm all excited for Batman versus Superman. I yeah. like the storyline. I love the guy who's been playing Superman. Uh, what's his name? Jim, uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. Um, like him. He's on the fence with, you know, Bat, Bat flick, but... I think it'll be okay, but I am, the more they show, the more I'm not excited about it. And I think this is DC's like biggest like issue that they're having across the board. They showed way too much of Suicide Squad and I'm like going, it's a hot topic ad. I was so excited about, and well, the last trailer looks really good. So I'm, I'm, it might be great. It's just what they show it. Sometimes they show stuff and it looks really cheesy, so I don't get excited about it. And they're starting to do that with Batman versus Superman. That trailer they were playing during the football games where it's um, 
where they're meeting like Clark Kent. I the want same you to scene meet. over and over, yeah, with Lex Luthor and that Clark. That scene and, yeah. is so cheesy, and I'm just like, uh. And then now, like every time you turn around. Wonder Woman's going to be in it. Aquaman's going to be in it. We got two more cast members. We got three more cast members. We got 18 more cast members. I'm like, it's kind of like why I started hating the Spider-Man movies. We don't need more and more villains or heroes or all. They just, it's too much. Let's, uh, let's too much. (laughs) Calm down. It's too much. I'm going to make it worse for you here. So. In the most recent full trailer we got of Batman v Superman, we saw Doomsday is in the movie. It's um, too much, DC. Okay, it's hold on, hold much. on. I'm going to make it worse for you. <laughs> now, this is their their big jump into creating the Justice League saga, I guess you could call it. Like, we have the Avengers saga, where they all came together, and now it's all building towards them fighting Thanos, if you're paying attention to all the Marvel movies. Right? Right. Follow me? Okay. He's the oh. guy. That, he's the guy looking for all those stones, and that he has that glove at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, explain that one good. Right, and at the end of Age of Ultron, you see him. It's the voice of James Brolin or Josh Brolin. <laughs> James Brolin, uh, the voice of Josh Brolin, and he's got the glove that would be on. Interesting, right? It's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's still weird to me picturing the kid from Goonies being Thanos, but anyway. Uh, now I can just picture James Brolin doing it. So let's keep going. <laughs> Uh, Empire Magazine, which they seem to get all these cool scoops and videos and pictures. They released a picture of Batman standing over Horizon with the symbol, which is linked heavily to Darkseid, which would be the DC version of Thanos. So you might be assuming they're building towards Darkseid, of course, which makes sense for the Justice League to fight eventually. But... With this one scene, it's fine with me if that's all it is. It's, this is all you see. You see the Omega symbol, and that's it. Because it also isn't a nightmare sequence of Batman's. It's not even a, a, a reality vision. It's like a vision, I should say. So, so, in other words, this movie, which is supposed to be about Batman, doesn't think that there should be any alien with that much power living on Earth, and he needs to be stopped. Right. To now being... There's 500 different villains, and we're going to add 1,600 good guys to fight the 5 million villains. Well, this is how I see it. I don't get it. I don't Hang on. Hang on. get it. I'm going to lay it out for you, and then we're going to wrap up, okay? All Uh, right. Lay it out for me. In Batman v Superman, we're going to see the same Superman we've seen before and his cast of friends, Lois Lane, Perry White, uh, and his mother. We'll just leave it at that for now. Okay, and those are probably fine because we've been introduced to them and their secondary characters. Right. And they'll probably be very brief in the movie, those secondary characters with with, of course, Superman being the main part. We're going to get introduced to Batman and Alfred. Fine. That's enough. We're also going to see uh, Lex Luthor. Great. Third act. We'll see Wonder Woman. But earlier in the movie, we're going to be introduced to Diana Prince, her alter ego. Briefly. Again, this is all my theory. So she's in it briefly to start with. You meet Diana Prince at this par- at that same party where Clark meets Bruce. They've already shown the trailer where she gets out of the car. Uh, and then when they're later fighting Doomsday, which is a creation of Lex Luthor, apparently, that's when Wonder Woman comes into action. Okay? So that's third act. So that's not a lot. Okay? You're with me? Uh, I'm with you. Okay. 
We're also going to, in the final post credit scene, or credit scene, or fourth act, if you will, not maybe a credit scene, because I think they've come out and said they're not doing credit scenes, you're going to see small glimpses of Cyborg, Aquaman, and The Flash. And then that's it. Very brief. This is what this is what the storyline though is like reminding me of. And again, I, and I've said this about Justice League too. I could be totally wrong. This is just my perception of what I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not sitting good with me. It's like you have this gigantic story. It's like if you have the entire Lord of the Rings, right? You've got this huge story. You can't do it in an hour, right? Right. And we don't get introduced to a lot of people in Lord of the Rings until the second second movie. Some not even until the third movie. And that's fine because it works. Because cramming everything into the first movie makes no sense. <laughs> it sounds like it's a three-movie story being crammed as much into being spoon-fed in the first movie. Oh, we can't forget you're going to meet Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, you're wait, right. Wait, wait, wait. Let me spoon-feed you more. It, it, it makes me feel like the studios thinks I'm ignorant. It's something and I don't like that. It's something me and Tom have said since the, all these casting news started spilling out. Like it was first Batman, Superman, obviously. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, Ray Fisher is cast as Cyborg," and we're like, "What? All right." And then all of a sudden, Aquaman. All of a sudden, now there's going to be a glimpse of the Flash. Not see again. I think it's just going to be a blur. You're not going to see him in suit because I don't think Ezra Miller has done any filming yet in the costume. Right. Um, but I could be wrong. I had no idea Lauren Cohen was in the movie. Um, but I don't know. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna you know we got a month. This movie comes out next month, Jenny. <laughs> I know, and I and I hope it's good. And I'm really really excited for some Aquaman. So don't get I, don't no. Get you're you're excited for some Jason Momoa. It doesn't matter if he's Aquaman. <laughs> well, it does help that he's Aquaman because he's like. <laughs> Wet and halfway undressed. You saw who's playing his girlfriend. You saw who's cast as his girlfriend for this movie, right? I did not. Amber Heard. Who's Amber Heard? Johnny Depp's wife. I didn't know Johnny Depp was married. Uh, What's her name? Seth Rogen's girlfriend from Pineapple Express. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Very quickly, we have little time. I want one thing from you. Which of these movies that are coming out this year are you most excited for? Quick answer. Ready? Yes. Batman v Superman, Civil War, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Ghostbusters, Independence Day 2, Rogue One, Suicide Squad, Star Trek Beyond, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or X-Men Apocalypse. Go! Ooh, ooh, can I have a tie? Yeah. Civil War and X-Men Apocalypse. Over Batman. Over Batman. All right, my I, I was, six months ago, I was excited for Batman just the same, but... Like I said, they kind of they kind of ruined it for me. So I hope I'm wrong. They've scared you away. <laughs> They've scared me away. Yeah, that that whole and it all comes down to that stupid scene with Lex Luthor in the commercial thing. Hey, Bruce Wayne, I want you to meet. <laughs> hey, it, it, I'm just like, oh no, what the heck is this? That's so. Awesome. But I am I'm really excited for the X Men though, and I love the last two, the first class yeah. series, like. The, they're so well done. Speaking of things that go back and change stuff, I thought they did an awesome part of erasing the first movies that nobody liked. There you go. And Wolverine, the Wolverine movie, yeah. And, yep, yep. and this movie <laughs> this movie has really? Olivia Munn, who's the smartest woman on the planet, dating Aaron Rodgers, and she's amazingly beautiful. <laughs> so. But Civil War looks like it's going to... 
I like the dirty storylines. I like when yeah. the heroes are challenged, you know, okay, where okay, they're okay. not always... We're out of time. Out of time. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>